Hello once again, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. My name is Adam Homie. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to join us today. As the name says, our listeners are business creators, and they fall into one or more of several different categories. We have your entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses. And on the other side of that coin, we have the do-it-yourselfers who like having their own hands on the levers. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment. Explore episodes and discover how we help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. Here at the Business Creators Radio Show, we cover numerous different topics from different angles to help you win at the game of business and marketing, as I've said. Uh, That is our tagline. We take it very seriously. And we look at things like copywriting, public speaking, social media, email marketing, product launches, engagement campaigns, all these strategies we do in marketing to make our businesses more successful. Now, sometimes what we like to do is we like to shift the focus a little bit. And we sometimes we look at the inner game of entrepreneurial success. And sometimes we look at what surrounds you in terms of your entrepreneurial success. When I mean surrounds you, I mean literally what is in the room around you. Uh, If you do not have an optimized space for living, for working, for being, and for doing, it's going to cut into your bottom line in ways that you may not immediately perceive. I have some things that I've done with my space to make it more optimal for me. Uh, And what I wanna do today is I want to spend some time with a very special guest covering feng shui, energy marketing for your business. And for this, we have brought in none other than Kathy Hargaden, who's going to share with us the principles of energy marketing for your business. Because if you don't have energy, you're really not going to be in business very long. Now, just to tell you a little bit about Kathy, she's an internationally acclaimed expert in the ancient art of feng shui. She has 20 plus years experience consulting and teaching and has worked with over a thousand clients around the globe. Her work has helped clients increase revenue, reduce stress, resolve conflicts, build health, and more. And she's also the host of her own podcast, which is the Feng Shui Mastery Show podcast. Uh, This is an area that I myself am looking to learn more about. As our listeners know, not only am I the host, but I also sit in the audience with you with my pen and paper out looking for that slight edge to help me win at the game of business and marketing. So we're kind of in this together. I use hypnotherapy to solve some of these issues, and I'm interested in feng shui, as I'm sure are you. So, Kathy, welcome aboard. Thank you very much, Adam, for having me. You bet. You bet. We have so much to do today, so I was hoping we could just get right into this. But before we do, I want to take a step back and give those of our listeners who may not have heard of you yet a chance to get to know you a little. So just tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to where you are today. Okay, well, thank you for that, asking that question because it's very relevant. Um, I'm actually um, from Liverpool in the UK. Right. So I'm from an inner city, I would say, very much on par with somewhere like Baltimore. And um, the environment wasn't particularly great. And you don't always realize that until you actually come out of it. And having traveled all over the world and lived in the States and um, parts of Europe and parts of East Asia, um, you realize how powerful one's environment really is and how it impacts upon you um, emotionally, physically, and perhaps even spiritually as well. Yes. So that's where my, I I didn't come out of Liverpool thinking, oh, I want to do feng shui. It's It's been a journey for me, I have to tell you. I've lived in many different places up and down um, this country as well. And that gave me an edge really to be able to say how environments have impacted upon people's health and their aspirations and what they've achieved in their life. And um, it's, it's, it's just one aspect of what I've done in my life, but it's actually brought everything else that I've done, whether it's been journalism, health profession, um, the creative teaching, it's brought all those aspects of, of my um, experiences together 
and manifested it in this um, business now that I call Feng Shui Mastery. Sure, sure. Now, here's a question that we ask all of our guests, and our listeners can already hear the drum rolling in the background. Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they have everything to implement, they need to implement anything that anybody shares with them they need to do, except for time and money. Now, this is a question we ask every expert who appears on our show, and what I like is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted. So, Kathy, how do time and money impact the idea of energy marketing for your business? Um, well, you'd be interested to know that you wouldn't really need money, and you wouldn't you would need some time, but you wouldn't need too much money to actually. Um, put into action some of the ideas I'll share with you today, um, it doesn't need time because you actually have to take action and go and do it. So um, you, if you wanted a, cons a consultation, yes, that does, that does charge money. But some of the ideas that I share, you, you could go and do them even today. I've, I've actually delivered webinars and people are clearing their, their home while they're listening. And the feedback I get from people is just astounding. Um, they, it, it, immediately they have an impact in themselves because they start to feel lighter. Um, I've been a health professional. I've heard people back saying that they feel much more um, less cluttered in their minds, less cluttered in their lives. And more orientated and more focused. And that doesn't cost anything. It, but what it does cost is to take action on these ideas and go and do it for yourself. And the only impact it does have if you've got a business or, and you are entrepreneurial and you take these steps that I'm going to discuss today, the only impact it does have on money is that it should allow the flow of more, more money or money itself and wealth into your life even faster. Right. And that is something that we do see sometimes when we have people tuned into this is people will start implementing things and start making the changes while we're still doing the interview. So what I'm going to ask everybody to do here today, because you may find yourself walking around your house, walking around your apartment, walking around your office, moving things around. I'm going to ask if at all possible, if you find yourself doing that, to do one of two things. Either take notes on what you want to do and do it after we finish here at the top of the hour, or put this on a speaker so you can still hear as you're walking around, so you can actually make these changes without, uh, if you're dialed in through the telephone, holding the phone up to your ear, being connected to your headset, or if you're on a computer listening, streaming through the web, where you have to have your headset plugged in. So make sure that you have the freedom to do that as you make these changes. Now, Kathy, where does feng shui come from? And what has made it so popular? I hear that term all the time. So if you could enlighten us, that'd be great. Okay. Well, it's not a new fad. It's not something that just suddenly was thought of. It's um, an expression of a philosophy that is 4,000 years old from China itself. But I would like to say that many other cultures right around the world, they also practice a form of feng shui and they call it by their own name. So, for example, in India, they call it Vastu Shastra, and they have a, a different set of rules. But all the rules kind of come back to the, the whole concept of how do you manage um, the energetic nature of where you live. And the words themselves mean wind and water, and these are two very important elements when it comes to energetic marketing, but also um, wealth, attracting wealth into your life. So the philosophy is from a book, an ancient book once again called the Book of Change, um, and the Taoist, the Taoist philosophy, um, which is a very um, beautiful philosophy. It's all about flow, going with the flow, yielding when you need to, going forward when you need to, listening to your own inner flow, and and this what I'm saying now runs parallel with all the flow that people have in businesses as well. And it comes from the book of change, which is basically saying that, you know, the only constant in life is change. Um, really, there is no security, <laughs> that there is change all the time. 
and it's about going with that change um, at a time and a place where you you feel, I suppose, you, you you're at one with it and you're going with that flow. And it, it in the book of change, it um, identifies sixty four different times or different change spots in your life where it, it creates um, from a continuum of yin, which is very, very, very yielding, to yang, which is the most aggressive expression. And in between that, there are 64 different um, situations that you will go through in your life. Some will be um, inspirational, others will be most um, humbling, others will be very depressing, and others are, are like uh, amazing. You know, we have yin and yang inside of all of, all of us. So those moments that are more challenging. It's no, it's known how to uh, how to manage that energy, and those times when everything seems to be flowing is to be able to capitalize on that energy. So it's seeing the duality in all of our lives and being able to operate it in a way that it works for us. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I'm looking forward so much to really getting into this. I know there's a number of background things we need to cover so that we have some profound understanding of what feng shui really is. And what's very interesting, I like to pull out from what you shared, is that even if you're not doing feng shui, there's a decent chance you've heard of some component of it or some variation of it that may go under a different name that may have been translated into a different culture or into a different experience. Um, before I get to the next point, though, um, when some people dig into feng shui and they see that this, they, they see the idea that this is like rearranging your living space or really rearranging your workspace. Um, what would you say are the similarities or the differences, as the case may be, between feng shui and interior decorating? Well, that's a good, very good question, um, and I'm I'm not an interior decorator at all. Um, but an interior decorator would be. Um, designing something for in, in par with, with the energy of the occupant and the resident, um, but they would not be aligning the energies of that property in the, with, with the regulations, not regulations, but with the philosophy of feng shui. Um, because what people don't realize that in feng shui, there's a space component, which means how do you create that space? But at, at, the, at the, the core philosophy of feng shui is not only yin and yang, but how you identify the five elements. So the five elements are five different kinds of energy that exist in creation. They are the fire energy. So you know yourself when you're, when you're next to a person who is very fiery, my goodness, the energy is totally different from somebody yes. who has an earth energy. They're much more calmer and quieter. The fire person's very dynamic. Then we have the wood energy. And you know that kind of person. The person who bends backwards and forwards, accommodates other people's energies. Then you've got the water person, the very deep emotional, maybe not particularly forthcoming with how they feel and express things. And then there's the metal energy. That's the person who's constantly in their head, very intellectual, analyzing everything. And... So those five kinds of energies exist. You want a, a balance of them, and each balance is going to be different for each person, which is why a feng shui consultant would be able to identify this person needs more fire energy. And who doesn't need fire energy in a business setting? Because the fire energy is all about taking action. Right. Who wouldn't, you know, who wouldn't need um, a who wouldn't need a metal energy in a business because that's the person who's thinking through the ideas and the creativity aspect of it. So you need a little bit of all those energies. And this right. this this information, an interior designer would not be um, what would not normally be trained in and wouldn't have access to that unless they they took it on board themselves to to combine with interior design. The other aspect of feng shui, which I have also taken upon myself, is before you even start moving everything, there's two things you do need to do, and that is to let go of stuff you already have. There's no point starting to move everything when a lot of that stuff needs to be let go of. And these kind of um, 
clutter things and baggages that people hold on to for many, many years. They wonder why their life hasn't flown, flowed flowed through and, and moved. And it's because often we are all, including me, we're all hanging on to things that make us feel secure. And they, we think that they're going to be with us for the rest of our life. Um, and the second component before you start any feng shui is to space clear. Now, this is a different concept altogether. And that's about, you know, Nikola Tesla is the, the guy around the electricity. Yes. Um, you know, and he said that if you want to understand the universe, you've got to look at vibration, frequency, and energy. And I would see the same for feng shui. But before you start bringing in the feng shui ideas and taking action, um, you have to realize that 99% of how we feel where we're sitting now is due to the fact of stuff we can't see. So it's not necessarily what we see around us. It's the things that are making us feel a certain way. And those things that make us feel a certain way are not just the items in the room, but they're things that we can't see. So they are patterns of energy that have been entrenched and embedded in the walls, in the carpets, in the in the space, in the room. And we can't see that, but they are exuding a certain feel. Now, you may think, well, that's that's a load of rubbish. If you can't see it, you can't feel you can't you don't know it's there. But let me ask you this how do you feel if you were to go into the court of law? What's the feeling in the court of law compared, <laughs> compared, yes. to, the, to, compared to the feeling of, of going into a hospital? And what would be the feeling of going into a shopping mall? And what's the feeling com- going into, um, let me see, I'm just trying to think of place, into, into the CEO offices of, of, um, of Google or Apple, um, going into the What's the feeling of going into the Chelsea Hotel in New York? So, you know, there's, there's, there's spaces that have had energy from centuries old feeling and they've never been cleansed, which your, your own native Indians would understand this concept because they would never settle on any land until they had cleansed it and smoked it and perhaps had some kind of ritual and some homage to and honouring the land. And we often, as city dwellers, um, have a disconnection with our space and, and, a, and a disrespect often that we don't cleanse our space before we go into it. And I believe that if we cleansed it, we would actually dissipate the energy of, of people who lived there five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe 50, 70 years ago. Um, and... And I, and I know that some, some dwellings haven't existed that length of time. But don't be misled by if you're living in a new building that you are free from any, any entrenched um, space patterns from other people. Because what was, on, what was in the land before? What was in, and we can see right across the states going on now that people who are actually um, um, dismantling the land um, in the form of fracking are actually creating all kinds of feelings and energies in for the, the people around uh, in that land. It's causing all kinds of upset. Um, and you know, when you dishonor the land, the land will ha- will eventually speak. But if you look at how you honor your own space within your own home, um, there are many ways of doing that and connecting. Because I think if if you appreciate that, you know, even if you're living in a high-rise um, apartment block, you know, the land in which that was built on underneath, you know, has some reverence to it. It's what provides you with shelter. It's what provides you with um, a foundation. So to to honour that in some way, um, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting in any, any religious way here at all. This is just a straight person honouring right. the fact that you have a space and you are the guardian of that space, and how are you going to take care of it? So there are many different ways you can space clear it, um, and I've, I've put together some videos on that, and people can go and have a look and, and maybe utilize them. Um, but I can tell you now that when, when it's space cleared, you feel a lot more lighter, and 
the negativity of the previous occupants is often it can be dissipated and let go of through the windows when you open the windows you let go of that and there are many different like um, processes that you can implement yeah th yeah this is something that uh for years, I didn't quite believe. Uh, people would say, well, you know, that house is haunted or that building is haunted. And I would say, well, have you looked at the furnace lately? Is it one of those old coal-burning furnaces? Did they clean out the ductwork after they switched to a gas furnace or an electric furnace? Uh, because there are the uh, theories that uh, some of the carbon from the coal uh, would influence the air and cause people to have hallucinations that they then called ghosts. Now, mm. this sense of the energy of the previous occupants or what happened on or in the land before you got there uh, has become very real for me. When I first moved to Las Vegas, there was a townhouse I lived in for my first year, and I'm convinced that something very awful happened there. And I have several pieces of evidence. Number one, uh, it, was a, it was very strange that the thing was only 1,100 square feet and it had 13 windows. <laughs> okay. That is way too yeah. much light. I could never get it dark in there, even at night. So that already told me there was something wrong with the energy or something off mm. balance. Um, my cats would act out of control for reasons I could not see. They would just start running into walls and and scampering all over the place. And even for kittens, because they were kittens at the time, was just way beyond the pale. Uh, I would have nightmares that I did not have before I moved there and I haven't had since of people being in there at all hours of the day or night uh, writing things down on clipboards. Okay. And and when my cat sitter visited there, uh, she told me after I moved to my current place that she was actually very afraid to go into my townhouse because she felt like there was somebody in the room watching her all the time. And I found it very interesting that she said it felt like there was somebody holding a clipboard writing down everything I was doing. Hmm. Okay. I well, did re see. yeah, I did research online of the address oh. to see if there were any like police reports or crime reports of anything that happened there before and I couldn't find anything. However, it is very interesting that uh, I lived there for only one year and in that one year's time just by seeing all the leftover mail that comes in from previous residents, uh, within 3 months of living there I knew the names of 7 of the previous residents. Oh, wow. That's a lot. How many people <laughs> who rent know the names of the past seven people who live there? I mean, mm. I mean, all the other places I've rented, I've only known the name of the person before. But seven? Right. Wow. So that suggests that, that there was a quick turnover of people living there. Yes. And maybe that you did quite well, actually, to have lived there for the year. But, you know, it's not just about hauntings. It's not about ghosts. It's about if, – if I was to say that there was a pattern and that pattern – created a certain feeling for you, for example, unease or um, not quite relaxed, then, you know, for in, it's not down to some ghost hanging around. It's to do with a pattern of, of anxiety, a pattern of um, not quite at ease. So if, if that pattern isn't dissipated and creating your own pattern, sometimes we have to cleanse our own patterns because our own patterns are one of self-sabotage. We've all got that destructive, constructive buttons in us. We've got two buttons. We're all made up of duality, yin, yang. And, you know, and, you know it's good to cleanse a room if you've, ha if you've gone through a difficult time within yourself alone. You know, just to clear the air and say, right, I'm cleansing this pattern that I've created for myself. Of course, Lots of people don't want to realize they've created it for themselves because they're too busy blaming other people on the outside. So, you know, but it's it's still, it's and to do it from, you know, every month, every two months, every three months, keep cleansing, keep cleansing. And I've had people come back to me and say, as I was doing it, it actually allowed me to let go of something that was holding me back on the inside and make peace, make peace with oneself or make peace with other things. You know, so um, I've been doing that since I was a kid. I've been doing that since I was a, I was a kid. And I have um, done this. I bought a house in Nova Scotia in Canada, six bedroom house, 49 windows. And, you know, it took me a week to space clear it. But um, 
what I've found is that I've used feng shui and all the properties that I have had and then gone on to rent them out and attracted people who've wanted to be in the place. And they've wanted to be in the place because it's got a good energy to it. Right. Yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> so talking about energetic marketing, that's about marketing your property in a way that it's got the right energy, it attracts the right tenants, and it keeps the tenants in there for as long as you can want them to be in there so that there is a consistency in the flow of wealth coming into that business. Yeah, and I think this is a perfect time to transition this you know, for a while from the living space to the business space. So how can we improve our businesses using the feng shui approach? I think we've done a great job of looking at some of the things that are subsurface at times. Oh, oh, wait, before we go there, uh, real quick, I want to ask you one thing um, sure. that I thought of while we were in the green room before we went online here is, you know, we talked about moving and the clutter and the things you bring with you that could be from a long time ago. Um, yeah. Is it possible that there may be something packed away in a box somewhere in the back of your closet that uh, actually, you know, once you pack from the previous place and move to the new place, you left in the box because you didn't even need to pull it out. Uh, that's how little it means to you on a day-to-day -day basis. But because it's sitting in that box you never even look at, it could be throwing things off. Yes, because subconsciously there is some kind of connection with that item. And I've just thought about one of my own. But I did an interview with somebody in Australia um, last year. We were talking about relationships and energetic feng shui and relationships. And this interview, uh, it really is a must for people. It's fantastic. And what this lady had to say was that she was carrying around concert tickets from her first, second boyfriends. And she was having problems meeting somebody on a more serious um, level. And it wasn't until she got rid of those concert tickets and all the paraphernalia associated with um, her um, previous boyfriends that she actually created a space for a more serious person who she ended up marrying um, to come into her life. So like you are asking the question, yes, there are things that if you've never used them or if they're hidden or they have a particular associative memory that you know even if it is of somebody you know um of, of a former relationship um maybe it is time to let go of it because that is what is possibly holding you back not so much the item itself but the energy that you sublim subliminally or unconsciously or subconsciously are feeling is there yeah. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is that we hold on to these things. And I know I've lived in the States, and you you guys have a lot more space in terms of garages. And I've seen the garages overspilling with, you know, um, right. people. I've even recently seen a guy here. He's, he's an architect, and he's divorced, and he wants to meet somebody. And I said, what does your garage look like? He said, it's full of, it's full of the life I had with the previous lady and um, you know, wife. And I said, well, you have to let that go. It, it's, got to, it's got to be cleared. And, um, you know, and this is an architect. And, he do, you know, it's too much of a bother to do that. But if it's too much of a bother, then what kind of energy does he think he's going to continue to attract into his life? You know, because it's already too full of somebody that was in the past and was in the and I'm not saying get rid or ditch your memories of people. We've all got that. And the people that have come before have all made um, aspects of who we are today. But to hold on to things, um, and if it's unconsciously having an effect upon you, then sure, it will kind of um, be an energy that's not actually... Um, it's clogging up your arteries within your own business or home. Yes, yes. So how can we take everything we've learned so far and use the feng shui approach to improve our business? Okay, well, I, st I still want to apply the same principles. First of all, right. you can write, write this down, if you've got pen and paper. Before you even start thinking about feng shui, the first thing is I want you to get rid of your clutter. So what you can do is if you can draw a quick picture of where you live and your business, if you're, if you're doing business from where you live, then this is even more 
very, very relevant. But if you've got a separate building, that's still relevant. But draw a, build, draw a quick sketch and identify where are the areas where you drop bags or you've got things cluttered in your home or behind the doors, in front of tables, in the kitchen, and just make a note of where the areas are that are actually blocking the flow, the flow of space um, in your home or space. Then the second thing is to identify, you know, a time for yourself where you want to allow that space to be un uh, uncluttered. And the best time to do that is in the morning and before, certainly before 2, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And because the energy is greater then, you see. And then um, when you've done the clutter clearing and got rid, be aware of how that makes you feel as you're actually letting go of things. And um, the second thing is to space clear the, um, the, the space that you're referring to, whether it's your home or your business. Even if it's business, good, it's good to space clear that because we don't know how many arguments have occurred or negative vibes from people who, who work in the same space. Um, if you're working in a, an office, and we all know, we, they just declared today in the UK alone, nine billion working days a year lost because of people's sick, sick leave alone in the workplace. How much money is that costing businesses? A huge amount. And often it's because people don't feel good. They don't. The energy is not good where they they're working, so they stay off. They don't want to come in. So how you actually frame the the energetic feeling in in a workplace is absolute paramount to the success of any business. And if people feel good where they work, they're going to want to come in, and they don't. And they'll want less and less to stay off. So then let's bring it down now to the feng shui. So what's really very important is how the entrance is because that often is what is bringing people into your shop or your retail business. If you're running a business and it's online, then what's important is what you yourself is looking at. So when a person enters a property, um, the first thing they see, what is it? It's got to be something that, makes the person feel elevated, whether that's a vase of flowers or whether that's a picture on the back of the wall that is actually um, exuding a feeling, a good feel factor. And often what kind of picture depicts that is one of nature. People feel good around water, they feel good around mountains, they feel good around trees. And if you can merge that picture with the um, the mission or the philosophy of your business, then even better. If you're on, if you've got a business that's online, then you're you're working presumably at a desk. You're looking at your computer all day. Then what's important is what is behind you. The picture behind you should be a picture that emanates a sense of strength. That could be a picture of an animal who's very very strong and 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 is um, forth, forthcoming. So night picture of a lion or a tiger or, or one that depicts a strength, irregardless of what, wind, what way the wind blows. Um, if you've got a picture behind you of a mountain, and there are some amazing pictures these days, um, there's a great, there's a great um, I mean, I, I have no um, liaison with this company, but Successories.com. They have amazing pictures of nature with with um, philosophical statements attached to them. So when you see that philosophical statement, it, it is uplifting. It uplifts your your guest if they're coming in, but it it uplifts you as well when you first sit down in the morning to your computer. But having a picture behind you of um, something that's strong. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a mountain, doesn't have to be a strong animal. It could be your family. They're, strong, they're, they're a strong um, force for you and actually support you. Um, and that's why I love feng shui because it's not dictating to you, you must have a picture with a mountain on, 
But what it does say is that, you know, remember the five elements? Earth, yes. water, water, fire, metal, wood. These are all elements that you need in your surroundings. And so earth, something earthy would be very powerful behind you because that's actually supporting you. Then what is in front of you? If you've got a wall in front of you, because that's the way your, your, your room is, is configured, then you need to be looking at a picture that is elevating you, inspiring you. So, for example, why is any of us turning up to work in the first place? What is it we're aspiring to deliver? What is it we want to manifest? You know, everyone's different. Some people want fantastic holidays. Then put something in front of you that has an amazing resort or spa or um, whatever is elevating you. I can think of loads because I've seen all these places, you know, um, beautiful, beautiful spas, pictures of Indonesia, Thai pictures, um, or, you know, family, you know, that's inspiring you. I, I, I did a clinic once with a guy. He was a solicitor. He'd been suicidal. He was coming back for his last clinic appointment. Um, his therapist had gone off sick, so I stood in for her. And I ditched all the other, other, other therapies and said, okay, you don't want to go back to work. Explain your environment to me. What does it feel like? Why does it not attract you back to work? And he described it. And I said, what, what's in front of you? He said, a, black, a blank wall. I said, right. If you had a choice, what would be in front of you? Why are you turning up to work? What is it that one, that inspires you and elevates you to continue to do what you do? And right away, I've got a big smile on his face, and he's going, yeah, yeah, it's my family. I want to do this, that. So he's going to put up a big picture there of his family. And, and you know the most powerful thing you can do for people, whether they're depressed or whether they're not depressed, is give control back to people. When people have a little bit of control, then they feel they can change things. And when people feel that they can change their own feelings or mindsets or environments, then it's in their hands to do it. So people listening now, for those people who, who may be a, a little despondent, pick up a picture that makes you feel great and put it on the wall and look at it and make you feel inspired. And so then we come back to the vibration of colors how important color is. So the colors of blue and green are very important in wealth, attracting wealth. The colors of yellow and orange are very important if you want to earth yourself and create a sense of good self-esteem. The colors of red and purple are very important if you want to have a dynamic, a dynamic, a dynamism to your um, day or to your business. Right. So can you see how each of the elements are represented by a color? Each yes. of the elements are represented by a, um, a geometry. So triangle shape is for fire. Square is for earth. And, and so on. I won't go into it all. But, you know, so you want to surround yourself with these kind of um, designs and these kind of colors and have things that are moving as well. So always have a plant in there. Because anything that grows, it's, it's, it's talking back to you and saying that there is a growth within you, there's a growth within your business. Everything around you is subliminally sending back a message. That is why the, mil the, the marketing and the advertising business is a multi-billion trillion pound business right across the world because they put up their pictures subtly telling you, buy this, buy that, don't do this. Don't do that. Come here. Don't go there. Come here. You know, these are subtle, subliminal messages all along um, telling us where and how to spend our money. Right. So what I'm suggesting is set up your environment so that you are giving yourself the best kind of messages for you and for your business. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly with you on that. And you've shared a lot of great specifics here and what we can do with colors and what we can do with arrangements in terms of how we manage the energy in our workspace. I mean, I find myself, uh, you know, if I find myself where my energy seems to be 
not where it needs to be or my concentration isn't where it needs to be, uh, one of the first things that I attempt to do is to physically change my surroundings, whether I rearrange things or whether I pick mm. myself up and move myself somewhere else. Yeah, yes, yeah. Right. And, and, and just physically moving, obviously, is, is good. But where you actually choose to sit then, you are then looking at a totally different picture or a different um, perspe perspective on the room. And um, don't underestimate also the, the dynamism and the influence of the smells, the aroma of a place. As you know, when you go into a, 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 a hospital, that smell, that initial smell for people is speaks volumes about how they feel. Um, usually it's a very clinical, detached um, aroma and it's not particularly welcoming. Um, and so the aroma that you can create in your own home or business could be one that's um, inspirational, uplifting, you know, um, aromas of citrus, like not, I don't mean citronella because that's too, too strong, but you know, hints, hints of lemon, hints of lime, orange, um, are always refreshing for people. They always create a dynamism. Rosemary, the aroma of a ro of ro of rosemary. Rosemary is about waking up. The um, sage is, is is earthing, has an earthing effect. Um, aromas like sandalwood are also about um, having a an earthy feeling to you and creating um, a less anxiety atmosphere and, and so all these these aromas are all subtly having um, messages upon your own olfactory nerve and your olfactory nerve which actually translates the aromas is related to your emotional brain so how you feel is always important because it determines how you feel about your work how you feel inspired how you feel you're making progress so can you see how all these things in the environment, on the senses, um, and on the sixth sense, which we've talked about with space clearing, are all making, um, are all uh, informing you about what decisions you're making every second of the day. And that's yeah. why feng shui is more than just, oh, put the book there and do this and do that. It's far more than that. And also the other aspect to feng shui is the aspect of timing where when is the best place when is the the right time to be in the right place so it is a um it is a philosophy that takes into consideration your own date of birth and the compass points in which you live as well so i don't want to make it sound too complex or too complicated but what i've said so far is certainly within the realms of people shifting their their own energies within their own business already. Right. So uh, do you have any uh, specific examples of businesses putting this in action and some of the results they've gotten? Okay, well, let's look at Google. If you go, on to, if you go to Google, let's just see where those people work. They don't, they don't have offices, which are, um, they've got desks in rows. Of course they don't. They invest in great sofas. They invest in a room where people can go and, and throw balls and have a laugh and they're surrounded by all kinds of interesting colors and they get to be creative. And when people feel relaxed around colors and when they people feel relaxed around certain aromas, then the most creative aspects of them are actually encouraged to come out. And when people are creative, that is the art of the entrepreneur because when people are creative and they're entrepreneurs, that's where the best ideas come from. So that's when these guys come up with the with the, with, the, with the schemes like Apple and the and the um, the the sought after ideas. And people are paid. I can't say how much they're paid, but they're paid huge amounts of money to come out with come out with um, creative ideas. But these ideas have been able to flourish not in ordinary environments where they're about controlling people but they've been in environments where it's about unleashing the deep recesses of people's emotional um, and creative inner beings and come out with these ideas. And so when you look at, they've got the, the, the geometry, is not, it, it's not in squares, 
the geometry is all designed with curves and triangles and and um, sacred geometric designs. And people in those environments may not realize that's what they're around, but that's how it's being created. They have the colors. Google, look at the colors of Google. Red, red for fire, blue, blue for water, yellow, yellow for earth, green, green for wood, white, white for metal. Hey-ho, we've got the five elements. Yes. <laughs> so, um, hello, subtlety? I don't think so. It's very obvious to me what they've done. Apple and Google, um, Selfridges. I've done a showroom for Selfridges many, many years ago. Um, when Mr. Selfridge um, first initiated the, the company um, and, and the retail space, he actually put aside a special space for all his workers, and it was called the Silent Room. And the silent room is dedicated for people to retreat to, away from all those sounds of the cash registers, because they were so successful that they were very busy all the time, and to retreat to a place called the silent room where people could actually just allow themselves to sit in peace with no sounds and no talking, no mobile phones in 1900, by the way, and just be quiet. And it was through that relaxation it created a special moment for those people and they, they, then they were able to take a command of themselves and have a sense of centeredness so that they could go back out onto the shop floors and come from a space within themselves where they were the best and were offering the best um, service to the customers. So the customers always won out and is it any wonder that that business has actually continued on for over a hundred years? Because not only did they look after the, the, the they looked after the um, the workers, but they were looking after the space in which the workers were being taken care of. So these are some of the the the, the um, feng shui considerations that have been um, influenced and uh, manifested and used. In companies that have been successful and have actually tested um, tested the, the the decades of time, so when you look after the environment and make it creative, then you get the best out of your workers. Right. At see, and this is what I see failing to happen way too often. This is part of the reason why I insist on. The lifestyle that I've set up for myself and I defend it and I and I fight for it and I make sure that I get it and I keep it is the ability to dictate where it is that I work from, uh, whether it's a home office or I go somewhere else and do it or what have you. Uh, but one thing I will not let happen is somebody tell me where to sit when I work. Yes, I, did, I, mean I, did, I did that. I did that for five years. And uh, and you know how that and you know how that looks when we have these these cubicle farms mm. and uh, and you get graded on your overall valuable value to the company by how often you're at you're you're at your desk at your seat well i'm not aware of that because i have, i have created a lifestyle and a life for myself whereby yes. when i've gone into offices funnily enough i discovered there was a pattern and the pattern that I had created for myself was that I always had the desk nearest the door. And that's because I realized that I was always able to come in when I wanted and leave when I wanted. Um, uh, I have been a, a locum health professional. So I have, <laughs> I've always decided when I want to go from that place of work, um, whether it be two years there or one year there, that sitting by the door has allowed me to come in and go of my own freedom. And when you have that freedom, it creates a completely different energy around you than a person who's been caged all day or caged for decades. I know people who've been in the same job for 25 years, the same place, the same four walls. Now, to some um, to some um, owners of, of businesses, that suits them because they want the control over people and they want people turning up at the same time, doing the same thing, day in, day out, for X amount of years. That suits them. But what people don't realize is that, you know, they're actually um, 
by their environment. Their environment is starting to dictate to them the lifestyle that they lead. And it actually creates a different personality in someone. And it also hovers, it, it, it actually dumbs down the aspirations of people. Yeah. So I'll tell you now, I, I, I swear to you, environments really do dictate people's quality of life, their quality of health. And once again, that which we cannot see, but we know has an influential effect upon our lives is always determining how we are living our life. Now, the other side of it, the flip side of it, um, Adam, I do want to say, is having done feng shui for so long and looked at environments on the outside, I realize more and more that the environment on the inside, that place that we cannot see, but we actually inhabit, also has an environment which is has got patterns of thinking and patterns of emotions, which we can't see, but we have rooms within us all. And they often are the ones that are determining, those rooms inside of us are determining what our aspirations are, how successful we are, and how we flow in our life. And that is another aspect to my business that I have created, because when we do in inner exercises, it actually allows people to express what they want on the from the inside on the outside environment. So the outside is supporting the inside, the inside supporting the outside. Yes. I don't know if that makes sense to you. <laughs> that, make, that makes so much sense to me. And what it really goes back to, and I, and I know we have a few minutes left here, and there's one more thing I want to cover, sure. is we, what this time, our time together is really all about is helping people be aware of the impact that their surroundings have upon them that they don't even recognize. I remember when I first started out as an entrepreneur, I had a one-bedroom apartment and I had a desk that faced the wall. Okay. And then I wondered why I felt like I was always hitting a wall in my business. <laughs> yeah. So, sometimes it's that obvious, but other times there are a lot more subtleties to it. Like you took us through some of the colors and some of the energies and some of the earth minerals. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's best to have your, your back to the wall. And if you can, diagonally face the doorway because that is the power point in the, pro in the, in the room. Where the doorway is, when you open the door, the diagonal point in the room is where the power seating is. And, um, and if, if you've got a wall behind you, as I said before, have something strong. Um, behind you um, and have something in front of you that inspires you as to why you're turning up every day and these are the things that people can get started but if you want to actually get a feel of uh, and be more aware like you're asking me you know you can close your eyes and position yourself in five different parts of any one room and just be aware of how each one makes you feel and put put yourself in front close your eyes and put yourself in front of a window Close your eyes, put, put yourself in front of a plant, in front of the door, in a corner, facing a corner. And you will be able, everyone will be able to feel the vibration and how it differs from one part of the room to the other. Some feels enclosed, some feels more open, some feels more like um, free, there's more freedom because there's light coming through. So you're using the light in the room to to influence how you feel within yourself and put yourself in front of a picture because the colors color has a vibration so the colors of that picture will be affecting how you feel and then sit still and close your eyes and get a feel of how that room what's the room saying to you is it uplifting is it quite cat, cat tired or is it inspirational is it does it need something more in it or does it need decluttering and emptying there's so many people i've come across with health problems because their their houses are totally cluttered with things that of 10 20 30 40 50 60 70 years ago yes even people who have 80 and 90 have turned up to and they've got nowhere to sit in their house why because there's nowhere left there's no space left 
If you've got no space left inside of you, there's no new things going to come into your business or your life. And that would be very that would be one significant point if I could impart to people is clear your space inside and your space around you so that you're making more space for new things to come into your life. And that right there is how we, from what I see, translate this whole idea of feng shui and how we use it to improve our business, improve our revenues, and improve our success. As I said, sometimes we deal with some of the hard topics on the Business Creators Radio Show, the, the hardware, the tangibles, the how I position my copy and how I send an email and how I do social media and how I become a public speaker. But these things that sometimes lurk in the background or sometimes lurk right in front of us that we look at every day with our eyes and don't see could be causing such profound energetic changes. It could be either good or bad. So when it's good, we need to know how to harness it. And when it's not good for us, we need to know how to change it. One thing that I just thought of while you were sharing that last piece is the whole thing about when somebody opens the door to your office if I heard this correctly, when I open the door, your desk should be diagonal to the door. Yeah. I accomplished that. And then I wonder why I feel my most energetic when I'm in my when I'm in my home office. It's like I have different places within my home that I do different types of work. There's a certain type of thing I do on the balcony. There's a certain type of thing I do at the dining room tables. There's a certain thing I do over on the couch. There's a certain thing I do in the home office. And that's really given me a lot to, to think about, that I do different things in different places. And when I see my, you know, my workload or what I'm doing that day shifting, sometimes I'll shift myself. Mm, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you'll let you to a different kind of energy that you need at that point in time. But what I would say is, you know, with all the TV and all the internet um, influencing people and how they behave and how they think, what I suggest to people is set up your own marketing, energetic marketing and advertising by subtly or obviously putting up messages in and around your own office that actually support you as to where you want to go. And that is the power of feng shui. That is fantastic. Now, we have about two minutes left here. And, and uh, first of all, Kathy Hargett, and I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Now, what I'd like to do is turn it over to you for just one more minute and share with our listeners who are on the edge of their seats wanting to take this to the next step, how they can engage with you. Well, if they want to know more, if they go on to my website, www.fengshuimasteryshow.com, there's actually interviews I've done there with um, successful business people all about the office, all about um, even relationships, feng shui and relationships, and a whole host of other areas like hotels. And there are plenty of tips there, but they can actually subscribe and find um, a webinar there, Five Steps to Creating Wealth Thanks to Feng Shui. It's uh, about 40 minutes long, but actually it gives you some um, five steps that you can actually implement yourself and it, it actually shows you some of the ideas I've mentioned today in this interview and you'll never look back because I can tell you now that these things are what really matter and if Google are using them and British Airways are using them well why not you yeah yeah uh, that is something I really want people to look at and this is a, an overall theme for Business Creators Radio Show is you look at not only who has blazed the trail before you, but you look at how they blaze the trail and how you apply that to your own business, your own market, or not, depending on what best suits you. And it's very interesting how you point out the deliberate structure behind Google, not only how they lay out their office and how they create an environment for the people who work there, but even how they design their logo. On the yes. surface, it just looks like the word Google in a cute little font with different colors. But there will be a reason. There's a reason for all these colors. Alfa Romeo, they've all got these, um, they've all got these dimensions, these geometric designs. Um, but cities have been actually structured and designed with, um, with a view to energetically yes. um, exuding a certain energy so that makes us all feel a certain way, whether it's one of control or one of disempowering people or elevating people. Um, that's for you to decide. But, um, yeah. you know, our own inner cities, whether it's Baltimore or Washington, D.C., have all been designed with 
actually extracting as much good energy as possible out of the people. And what I bring it back to people themselves who are listening is bring that into your own environments. Take control and create your energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we're right at the top of the hour. So again, Kathy, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much, Adam, for having me and being open to some of the ideas that I've discussed. Absolutely. And for everybody listening, this is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes. Until next time, have a great day.